Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. I feel so honored. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Yay! Okay. Welcome to Trailer Cast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Tell me your name, who you are, where everybody who's listening can find you. <laughs> Okie doke. I'm Mercedes Lara, and I am Sunflower's mom. Hooray for Sunny <laughs> on Instagram. Um, yeah, I'm here, and I was excited to speak with Elise on this topic because. We got reconnected as friends yes. when Sunflower and Isaac were in TK together last year. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so happy that happened. Now we spend holidays together. <laughs> it's <true>. great. <laughs> it's true. We just spend all of our family holidays together. All it's Christmas, really Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, we do the, what is it called? The B class yeah. holidays. <laughs> yeah, like Memorial Day, <laughs> yeah. Labor Day. The ones where we're like, wait, what? Even Mother's Day, even though yes. that's not B class. No, that's A plus class. That's A plus yeah. class, but Mother's but Day. We were there. Anytime we could be at the beach. <laughs> so, yeah, you could find me at Hurry for Sunny. Um, Dear Mom Conference, um, and Lucky Few Podcasts. Love it. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about those three. Hooray for Sunny is, an, is your Instagram account dedicated to Sunflower. Sunflower. Um, yeah, it's Down Syndrome Awareness Month, mm-hmm. October. Whoop, whoop. Yep. And um, my oldest daughter, Sunflower, who is five, has Down Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And Andy and I, that's my husband, adopted her when she was three days old. So we got to pick her up from the hospital and I always say it was my favorite delivery (laughs) because I show up so giddy. I'm like skipping through the halls, excited. They bring me this beautiful, healthy, brand new baby girl and then I just leave. (laughs) Um, Can I get two more to go, please? Yes, I know. That'll complete our family if I could just get two more to go. Um, and it was, and she was an excellent baby. So it's just such a dream. My yes. favorite delivery. Um, yes. Yeah, so Sunflower, she has Down syndrome and we use her account, Hooray for Sunny on Instagram, just to bring awareness to mm-hmm. how not scary a Down syndrome diagnosis is, how um, fulfilling her life is, yeah. you know, and yeah. how she's on a soccer team um, she does ballet, gymnastics, she's in a mainstream classroom, we go to the park, we go travel, like, we just live normal lives, so we're just trying to help through her life break the stereotype yes. of the negative stereotypes that, um, raising a child with Down syndrome may have, and, um, it's also uh, another way to connect with her birth families, because we have a closed adoption, which we hope one day will change, um, it's a way for them from a distance, wherever they may be, um, to look at how she's doing. Oh, you need chills. Yeah. You know, think about that, that, that you're like allowing her to, to be on display in some form so that right. her mom, they dad, can see. Can still see her. God, what a gift. I know. And hopefully God will work on that. And, um, we just wanted to leave that door open. Yes. And social media allows that. Yeah, so, it does. In a great way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what do you want people to know about Down syndrome? I know you were talking about breaking the negative um, stereotype, wanting mm-hmm. people to realize you have, like, a normal life. A normal life. Yeah. There are, like, certain things that come extra, but yeah. I feel like those extras come if you just have a child who is extra yeah. in general, because yes. <laughs> my middle is Rhodes, and he's extra. He's so extra. <laughs> And so him and Sunny are neck and neck with the extras. Um, But um, so earlier on in my life journey, when um, I was at church and they didn't have a college ministry, it was around when I graduated. My best friend and I, Mandy, were 
kind of like seeking out, do we go into main service or like, do we get more involved with church? And we found out she was actually dating a boy and he kind of brought us into Mm -hmm. it. But we found out about um, a nonprofit that was meeting every Monday night that needed leaders. And it was a youth group for teens and adults. So it was kind of like a youth group slash young adults group for um, teens and adults with different abilities and we were like, oh, that sounds kind of neat. So we started off, and we were there with them for about 10 to 11 years. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long. Wow. Yes. We even ended up working for this nonprofit for a couple of years, and it's Lighthouse. It's called yeah. Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And it's still going on, going strong. And um, it really opened the door, opened my heart, opened my eyes, opened my mind to um, the world of the differently abled. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was beautiful. Like we would go to summer camp, we'd be sea doing, inner tubing. Like it was just like everything. We were just having fun and doing life with really standout, awesome people and all their families, it carried out. So their like awesomeness carried out into the families they had. So cool. And I was like, I knew one day I wanted that special spark, that special energy, that um, extra love and compassion and care that I saw in those families. I wanted that to be in mine. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was really the the seed planter of why Sunflower came to be. So that was one seed and it just kept getting watered by like different life circumstances good and negative Mm -hmm. but um then I got to know more families more one-on-one as I became I guess you would say caregiver but we would just always say like best friends right right. (laughs) like I would just individually work for this family like I worked with this one girl named Jacqueline who was 23 I worked with her for two years so she from 23 to 25 um she has William syndrome And I got to know her family truly intimately. Her mom is amazing. And that was another huge water to that seed of like, oh, I could do this. And proximity, exposure, exposure, real life stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, And friendship. And friendship. Friendship. Yeah. And (laughs) I just love the mom. And so that was just another cool experience. Um, and so fast forward a little bit, I get married to Andy and, um, we begin our life together and two years into it, um, we got pregnant by surprise and surprise, surprise. actually all three of my kids were surprises. Sunny was a surprise cause you just never know when you're going to get the call. Totally. Um, and then. Rhodes and Shepard, we were surprised, even though we know how it happened. No, it, we're wait, shocked. Tell me more. <laughs> we're shocked. Wait, what? But so none of our kids were quote unquote planned, <laughs> but they all happened and we're so excited they did. So, um, anyways. Or that you did. Or that we did. <laughs> that we did anything. <laughs> so funny. I'm going to end up with 10 kids <laughs> if we keep acting shocked. <laughs> I'm going to end up with 10. So, um, we got pregnant and it was so exciting. Um, he was taking the train from San Clemente to Irvine Spectrum cause he worked at the Apple store. And so I'm, I'm kind of extra myself. <laughs> so I was like, oh my goodness, I have to show up at the train with a huge sign, balloons. I had a friend come and take photos. Yes. So he gets off the train not knowing I'm going to be there cause then he usually would skateboard home. Because we like to act like we live in New York or something or Chicago. I don't know. So uh, he gets off and I have this huge sign and we like hug and ball together. And it was just like this beautiful Mm -hmm. moment. Um, And a week later we had a miscarriage. So it was just like our first real thing as a couple that we experienced together. And intense high really intense low within a week within a week and you know girls and andy is sensitive and like sweet like this we've already like named the baby (laughs) totally rearranged the baby's going to college already (laughs) yes (laughs) like 
the the yeah. vision it's all there yes. so you just wrap that up and so that was a huge loss for us that was a, a really big um yes part of our story all of a sudden because it was a loss that we experienced together mm-hmm. and I don't know about you but my friends pop out babies so this was kind of <laughs> the first time I experienced like I didn't know that this was a possibility I didn't, a possible outcome and a possible outcome yeah and I remember at one point someone had to tell me because I, I think it also the woman is gets a lot of attention when mm-hmm. a miscarriage happens mm-hmm. but like you know Andy's grieving too yeah Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. He lost someone as he well. He lost someone as well. Yes. You're right. You know, there it's always... There is room for that experience. Right. Mm-hmm. It's ten, It's like tending to the woman a right. lot, which is true. And it's also true for the husband. Yeah. Who's like, yeah. I had no control at all. Yeah. I'm just watching this unfold, you know, alongside with my wife. And it's just as shocking to me. Was so that, it's that something <clears throat> like almost fusing, like connecting for you guys, both yes. the like excitement and what you were looking forward to, but also somehow the loss. Right. It it totally was, and um, that we could love a little one like a, this. We could love the hope of a baby so much, yeah. the thought of a baby so mm-hmm. much, without knowing the baby, which yes. is. In a weird way, another watering Sounds, of adoption. Yeah, you, you can hear it. There's like that, like vague illusion. Yes. To the idea, like the hope of a baby. Right. The idea of a baby. It's not necessarily the before baby seeing a huge right. belly before right. feeling any kicks. I feel like everybody within them. This isn't an adoption plug, but I feel like <laughs> everybody, even though that's scary, this could be a different episode. <laughs> this, uh, it's we all have it a spark and a. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all have it within us. It's just, it's a scary yes because it's unknown, mm-hmm. but really all of our children are unknown. Yeah. You know? Yes. But I agree. Anywho, um, I digress on that. <laughs> so we um, had the miscarriage and that was really hard. And um, that was like in an October. Um, and uh, January 1st came and my brother passed away suddenly. Um, I know. And so it was two times, like a second loss. But this one hit. But this is a, yeah. This one hit to where I thought I was going to lose my life. Yeah. Because it was so painful. Yeah. I, you know. I do know. You know. <laughs> so it's like, it's, you know as I look at you and yeah, you know. I know. It's... And it was something that I actually didn't know uh, if Andy and I would make it because I wanted to run away. Oh, die. I, mean, I, I know. Yet, so <laughs> I'm like, like I, I gotta leave. Taking breaths if he's not. Yes. So. And a new life. And so that was really hard. And, um, for our family, we come, me, like my family, yeah. um, I was raised by a single mom who's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's first generation from Peru. So, um, we just had a different upbringing because, yeah. As much as she was learning how to adapt to a culture in America, mm-hmm. she also had young babies. Huh. And um, so we kind of had a very uh, loving family, but also very broken. There, not all the pieces were there. Like, yeah. you know, the piece of a loving father, a helper to my mom, a supporter, mm-hmm. um, a male figure for my brothers. It, it wasn't there. So um, that was definitely something... That made growing up hard. Yeah. And um, my brother, Josh, took the hardest. He just took all of our ups and downs really hard. He always struggled with self-worth, self-image, fear, people-pleasing. And that kind of... I was always a goody two-shoes and always Mm -hmm. getting involved and stuff. And have... Like, I don't like to be in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I joke now. I don't really shouldn't joke. But, like, in high school, I was goody two-shoes. Nobody ever offered me drugs. I never drank. I was like, I was a cool girl. How come? I don't understand. I'm hip. I'm cool. I know. I was never pressured into anything. I'm like, guys, I'm beautiful. Like, but I actually just think God <laughs> kind of protected me from that. And it was just never anything I found myself being a part of. And I never sought after. But all those kind of things, all those kind of pressures... We, Josh and I just had completely different experiences. Right. right. And um, so he was never a bad boy, but he fell into recreational drugs, alcohol, and that ended up taking his life. Gosh. So 
It's also what is it? Drug awareness, and it's true. Like and this it is ruins lives. Red Ribbon Week. It oh, is ironically. So it's like, I know. So, yeah. Which like, you know, I used to be like, oh, what does that mean? It's so cheesy. Oh. Like I could cry. Like this is a real epidemic. It is Overdose epidemic. is an epidemic, and it's recreational drugs does not make sense to me. Right. It's not recreational. It's not recreational. It can be life damaging. It can. Um, it's just life damaging. Yes. Yeah. There's. You don't know yes. if you can handle it. You don't know if you're going to become addicted. You don't know if you're going to get the chance to overcome an addiction. It's just not worth it. <laughs> I don't. And sometimes I feel like a grandma. And I'm like cheesy. I'm like, don't do drugs. Girl, I'm. It's okay. I'm literally <laughs> going to be talking to a high school group of students on Friday about drug, drug abuse. Because I'm like, I'm going to show up there like a 98 year old lady talking like, about like, excuse me, your life is important. Don't you understand how I precious know. you are? How precious? You can't put that in your body. I know. Listen to your mother. <laughs> how do you make it cool? Because yeah, it's like, yeah. gosh, we're up against so much. We're up against cool looking parties. We're up against teenagers who are trying to find their way. Our young adults who are trying to find. Oh, their way that it seems like could this be a possible way it's just so it's a heavy it's a hard issue and it's something that affected our family in a big way and um it's something that continues to affect our family because josh is not here right right we don't get to have him as an uncle have him as an uncle and i even see now the friends um that he had when he was alive and as they grow up it's actually really hard for me to Mm -hmm. see not because I'm jealous and I wanted that for him but also because I wanted that for him a hundred percent and I am a little bit jealous I'm like oh man but these are the same friends that partied with him but they get to keep going right and I have a hard time with that yes again another episode Maybe a counseling We're session. We're roll these suckers I, out and be like, okay, I'm taking notes over here. Okay, next up, next up. Perfect. Drug use yeah. is life, life abuse. abuse. And it's true. How do we not make it, like, not... How do we, I don't know, how do we make people see that? I don't know. But I know it also comes from brokenness. It does. And trying pain. to align yourself yeah. with a group, with a crowd, with even yeah. just fixing the pain. Right. So we lost Josh and, um, you were reeling hit a second time when I wasn't even really ready to like be hit again, you know, again, especially with something like that. And that's probably my worst that, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's my worst fear. Yes. Losing a family member Mm -hmm. is probably the greatest loss anybody Mm -hmm. could really face, you know, a person in their family that's supposed to be with them to walk through life with and, they're just a safety net. You, they're not supposed to get hurt. So, um, yeah, so Andy and I then, we had to link arms. But at that moment in time, I was not ready to link arms. I was just, like, wanting to run away. I yeah. was wanting to just, like, be sad. I wanted to be sad. I mm-hmm. wanted to be mad. Mm-hmm. And um, there was just different things, different ways that God was reaching out to my heart that it wasn't, he wasn't going to let me stay mad. Mm. you know <laughs> and I was like oh gosh I want I just want to be mad at how this rage. world works yeah. you know I just want to be mad at that and um uh there was different times where I thought okay I'm I'm I can live again but yeah I I don't know loss just takes a long time to get over yes it so does. it does yeah we're almost six years um after my brother's passing and um it stings like if when I talk about it, it stings like it was yesterday. Yes. And I just wonder sometimes, will that ever go away? Or was that part of growth? Right. I don't know. So I'm almost 12 years, next month or 12, 12 years, years from my brother's death. And I look for him still. Oh. Okay, right? So it's different. I don't feel like I'm in the black tunnel of will this ever, I don't know how to emerge out of it. But I do find myself like, Imagine who he would have married and what his kids would have been like and kind of filling in all the blanks of his life and um, thinking like I see something in the store and I'm like, oh, Chase would love that. I'm like, Elise, it's been 12 years. But because there's a part of like him, I think that lives within me Mm -hmm. and within this bigger story that's like, I don't know. Well, siblings too are special because they're the people you know from day one. Yes. You know. Well, 
And we have a, our other parallel is that we had a really difficult childhood. Yes. And I think what happens is when that happens, you are like, hey, I choose you. Yes. <laughs> to do this yes. life. And we're, we're, we are extremely connected because we had to choose each other. Right. It wasn't like a to casual. To get through this. Yeah. Like, hey, you're my brother. It's like, you're my freaking life partner. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. This world is crazy. Yeah, Let's do it together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it does. It, yes. So, um, let's see, where was I going? So that, that big, yes, that big doozy, big doozy, big life changing moment. Um, I kind of had this sense of not being scared of anything and just like feeling a little bit numb. Like reckless? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could be reckless. I'm telling you, this goes back to goody two shoes. Totally. Okay. So you had more like sense of like, like whatever, whatever, whatever. Here I am. And you know, I just went through that awful thing. Yeah. Like I can climb a mountain. I can do anything. Or most people do marathons, (laughs) skydive. Both those things. Yes. Or you know, drown themselves in alcohol or drugs. Mm -hmm. Both those things aren't me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know. Maybe we'll adopt. boss. <laughs> Maybe we'll adopt. That's crazy. Um, but that is always a dream that I've had. But it was always, you know, after we have our own kids, yeah. which is totally fine. And I know a lot of people that do that. But I feel like sometimes when you say that, it's still kind of like, but I want the experience of having like, you know, my real kids first. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like kind of that. But I, I still want to do the experience this way because that yeah. seems good. Um, or like normal. I don't know. Yeah. That's where I was coming totally. from when I would say that. That's interesting. Yeah. And so when me and Andy knew that we wanted to start our family, I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to get pregnant again. You know, we just lost my brother. I don't know if I can go through all that. Yeah, no kidding. What if it happens again? I have a miscarriage. So, um, that year, um, we just kind of dove right into church and, um, like dove into God even deeper just to like help us get through grief. We started marriage counseling and, um, that really, I mean, that really helped counseling, having people speak into your life, running towards God. Like these were all things that really helped get us in our marriage through Mm -hmm. a loss of a Mm -hmm. family member. Yes. Um, two family members, two family members, our baby and my brother. And, um, so we went on a missions trip for our, uh, I think our second anniversary could have been my third. Sorry, Andy, don't remember, but I think (laughs) it was our third, actually our third anniversary went to Haiti and, um, we went to an orphanage Mm -hmm. that housed, I think about 40, children with different abilities most of them cerebral palsy so most of them are just laid out on mats on the floor and we come and we lotion we move their bodies we feed them because they're only being cared for by nine haitian moms okay so and which is huge because i mean these are young ones to like teens you know so changing them and so the care for them wasn't that great but they rely on missionaries to come or or mission groups. Sure. So we came in a group for two weeks and it was eye opening. Yes. It it was like the type of thing you see on TV where it's um, a five year old that looks like an infant because they're so malnutrition. Oh. You know, like it was just heavy stuff. Um, Not like gutsy. I mean, yes. that's gutting me. And you're about just it. kind of like, how is this happening? Right. Um, right. Why is this not on the news? Right? Why like, is this not in the news? Why is this more than just again, a cheesy thing that's like a dollar a day, you know, right. can help this child. Totally. And you know that, but you kind of like, oh, change the channel. You change, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not that real to you. Mm-hmm. And then you're holding a child. So there's exposure again. Exposure. Uh-huh. You're holding a child that's like three, but the size of a nine month old who's having seizures every two minutes. And oh, so skinny. God. And like, and and so Andy and I, of course, we fall in love and we're like, oh my gosh, we would adopt any of these kids yes. in a heartbeat if yes. they were available. Um, this spot is a, a safe adoption. haven. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's not, yeah. it's not open for yes. adoption. So we come home and that's in my heart, that seed. And um, it was, I think around Christmas that I came to Andy and I said, honey, 
you know, like, I, I think we should adopt. I, I want to go that route. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, and I think I want to adopt a child with Down syndrome. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I don't know why we both knew. I don't know why I chose Down syndrome. I feel like I know. They're just, I, every <laughs> sure, person sure. I've met and yes. have been in relationship that has Down syndrome, I've loved. Uh, 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 yes, I hear you. Preach. <laughs> yes. And that's why I was like, I, I really know why. But, yes. Um, and Andy took maybe a day to like think about it and was like yes let's do it i love it and i, I feel it. like he took a day almost to just say like he took a day time to sure, think about sure, it sure. but he was on board yeah from the start mm. and six months later we were oh my God. bringing home sunflowers oh i know so it was super fast and yes. it was coming from one year of complete grief and turmoil and like how do people keep living without mm-hmm. Josh here? Like, don't they all know? How yeah. can I just go to the grocery right. store? Right. How can I just have every holiday, you know, to um, this new baby, yes. this light mm-hmm. in our family mm-hmm. where now the holidays are all about Sunny's first, you know. Yes. We're all, <laughs> it. It's all about first and like how oh my goodness, can you believe God brought her to us? Yes. And like, um, I loved her immediately. Andy yes. loved her immediately. She was immediately our daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, there was no fear in that, you know? Yeah. And I feel like some, I feel like when you go through grief and pain, it does make love and hope so much more so real much more. and powerful yeah. and attainable, you know? Totally. So, yes. yes. That was sunflower for us. Well, and there's like also now there's life in that space. There's life, and new there's life. Like, yeah, and then it was like you keep saying like seed, 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 and now sunflower. And like now there's sunflower. like an actual like, something's blooming out yes. of what was being like um, created in that soil. Definitely, and and we couldn't have really imagined a more perfect daughter for our family. Sunflower. Yes. And um, she has Down syndrome, and we're doing it, and it's great, and um. A lot of people would be like, oh, my goodness, you're so good for doing that. <laughs> like, oh, you're my like, gosh. please, what's happening? Right please. <laughs> I am not that great. Sunflower <laughs> was a brand new baby girl. Yeah. You know, who needed a home. And we, Andy and I, wanted to be parents. And we wanted to do something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And not saying, and that was more so adoption rather than adopting a child with with down down syndrome it was more of like the act of like really acting on a dream we had that maybe was kind of a scary dream and um the down syndrome part was like actually the easier part because i i'm in love with the thought that sunflower is going to become a teenager Mm -hmm. and an adult with down syndrome and they are so fun okay let's Let's dwell on that for a second. Yes, because come on, right? <laughs> I'm gonna have um, the best time with her, and I'm having the best time with her now yes. too. But kids, I mean, I have to help them with so yeah, much. all kids. Yeah, all you're kids. Like, come on, right? <laughs> We're gonna party when you're all older. Yes, it's gonna and be it's great. Be so great. Yes. So great. Oh my gosh, I'm yes. so excited. And now, and that's what brings. That's why I wanted to talk to you because you did best buddies. Yeah. And that was under- wonderful. At least tell us about that. <laughs> Okay. Turn the mic around. I'm, okay, let me tell you. I'm 1991. I'm at RH Dana and Dana Point, and they have a joint program at my elementary school where we get to be paired and get a best buddy. So I'm in first grade, and I get paired. First grade? Yes, with my best buddy, Dylan. We had the same birthday, which just happened. Happy birthday, Dylan. Um, <laughs> and it was... For, it was like a, for me, it was a match made in heaven. I feel like Dylan and I instantly had this kindred sense of like, oh, look, I have a person to be with here at school. Um, I was super shy and was really did not know who to play with or how to play with them. So who was helping who? Like, we can just talk about that, that for a second. Right. Like, like, I remember helping, like, to tie Dylan's shoe. Like, that was something I could bring to the relationship, right? Yes. <laughs> but he was my true buddy. I love that yeah. so much. So we were best buddies at RH Dana. We ended up both moving to San Clemente, and we were best buddies again at San Clemente. We end up going to the same high school. So then we were, I aided for his class. 
And we got to go through all of our high school together and took our senior prom photo together. Oh like, he my just goodness. Was the most special, like, um, he was a constant thread of my growing up. And every year, especially on our birthdays, it always felt like, God, there's like that person who's like parallel to me. Like, he's doing his life, I'm doing my life. And I don't know, it's just, he's a, just, he changed my life. I he love did. That He totally so changed much. my life. Well, and that's why, too, I feel like inclusion, that yes. word inclusion, which I just recently learned that the word, that word can be negative when this, you're talking to school districts. So you say <laughs> access and opportunity. So should we talk about terminology? Terminology. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Access and opportunity is a better word. Um, uh, not special needs anymore. Okay, that's right. fading out. Okay. But I still use it sometimes because these things happen fast. Like that's kind of fading out. And you could say now the differently abled because... Um, Does that include everybody that has a different ability? Yes. Okay. So differently abled is just like the overall umbrella. Okay. And then it's always good if you can to say the diagnosis, I think. Okay. Um, I know sometimes people um, who are on the autism spectrum mm-hmm. may not love it okay. sometimes or like parents may not love that so again saying the differently abled um could be more possible uh, more positive mm-hmm. um yeah what was another word that was just brought to my attention oh yeah the handicap placards yeah or the handicap spaces yeah um handicaps more of a negative term um and outdated and so i should say more of an outdated term okay um, just like the R word is a completely outdated, terrible term. Yes. I'm sad that that even has to be part of this conversation. I know, so but okay. just another forms of <laughs> yeah. awareness, yeah. the R word, um, is outdated. Um, handicap is outdated. You would say wheelchair accessible okay. pass or wheelchair accessible parking spot. Um, so these are all like terms that, um, are slowly coming into play. So as everybody becomes more aware, mm-hmm. thank goodness again for social media True. that helps to make that switch a little bit faster. But um, I still say special needs. There's still special ed. Like these are all things that even in our school system mm-hmm. and society uh, that are ingrained in us that we have to kind of change. Okay. And so then do you think for people who do not know, and they're like, well, how do I keep up with these terms? Like, where do I go for that information? Is it, is it just exposure? Is it just looking at social media? Is it, like... I definitely feel like... Uh, I just had a re- Uber driver recently, and um, I asked him, I'm like... Because we were on... Me and my girlfriends were on our way to the Global Down Syndrome um, oh, Gala. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you know anybody with Down Syndrome? And he's like... No, I'm like, oh my, you have to find a friend yeah. with Down syndrome. Yes. You, yes. <laughs> yes. Like you have to find you a friend. To. You don't understand what you're missing. Or you could yeah. follow our accounts and we yeah. all gave them our, our Instagram accounts because that is um, exposure. Uh, what is it? Exposure, time, and conversation mm-hmm. is the only way to truly, like if you feel weird being around people with different abilities like you're like oh I don't know what to say um I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing I'm afraid of like how to interact um the only way to overcome that is constant exposure yes um conversation and time yes yeah that's like that idea like that proximity breeds empathy and so yes when we and then when we have empathy then all of a sudden we're not necessarily seeing difference Right. right and so then you're seeing relationship right with the person. Right. So, so, okay, so, for example, our kids were in school together last year. Yes. So this week, I was talking to Isaac, and he saw my phone cover, and it actually says that peace, love, and inclusion mm-hmm. on it. And I he's like, what's inclusion? And I was like, oh, okay, let me tell you. Right? Yes. It was <laughs> a conversation. <Teaching> <laughs> okay, great. Yes. And so we're talking about it, and I said, oh, yeah, well, let's talk about that real quick. And I said, I was talking about my friend Dylan, and then I said, and then your friend Sunny, and he's and I said, did you ever notice that there's anything different about Sunny? He goes, oh yeah. I said, oh, what is it? He goes, she has blonde hair, and she has an extra piece of love. Oh, like, I, like, I love Isaac like, so much. <laughs> how did he? I don't know. I don't know if that's. A, I don't know how that came into his brain, but 
never ever had in all in the year of them being in class or all of our holidays together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> does he think like, oh, Sonny's different than me? He knows Sonny as his friend from TK. They were in Miss Richardson's class together, but she does have blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. Like that was the very that clear stuck distinction. Out to him. He did hair. notice that their <laughs> that their hair was different, and I thought that's exactly that's exactly it. Their hair color is the most different part about them. Yes, yeah. not their person is. And sunflower Down syndrome is not who she is. Good, it's, that's good. It's just a it's just a part of her story, yeah. you know. And it's a really neat hurdle. I always say because sometimes they the people can ask me the uh compare Sunny and Rhodes like oh is Rhodes oh interesting has Rhodes passed Sunny uh, you're like that's not the way we conceive of this I I'm like I can't even compare them right. like Sunny is the older sister she is brave in ways that Rhodes is not totally he can t- speak really well and he can tell me every single emotion he has <laughs> clear as day and Sunflower has she can't but yeah. she has stronger coping mechanisms mm. like she can handle a lot more because of that. She's had to grow a strength in her. Yeah. So like, I just feel like that question sometimes can boil me. Cause I'm right. like, I can't even compare my two kids. And we, nobody would ask me that if sunflower didn't have, like if she was a quote unquote typical child. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the right term, mm. you know, I know I heard that a lot thrown around neurotypical, typical, yes. right. All the, yeah. um, neurotypical is the more proper mm-hmm. way to say it. Um, if Sunflower was neurotypical, nobody would be like, so is Rhodes smarter right. than your daughter? Uh-huh. Uh, no, nobody like, oh, says that. Why would anybody that? ask that? Right? Yes, that's rude. It's classless. Yeah. It's classless yeah. and it's rude. Same as asking a parent who has a child that's differently abled how smart they are. Where are they on the spectrum? Mm-hmm. Where, Like, is it severe? Oh, it doesn't seem that severe. And I'm like, I don't know the measurement. Those are not terms that um, we're supposed to be. Those are things that people have brought up on their own. And it's another way that keeps um, people that are differently abled like they're not there, like they're invisible. Yeah. that's Or less than. Yeah. This is something I want to maybe even ask about is this idea that you're wanting exposure so people can gain empathy, but you don't need to be people's science experiment yes. or a spot where people can kind of cut their teeth and be rude. Like, right. so it's, it's, it's hard because it's like, yes, be curious, but please be human. Respectful. Yeah. yeah. And like, kind. <laughs> let's just start with that. These are basic yeah. principles. Yeah. Respectful yeah. and kind. Like, let's have conversation, but yes. also it's okay if, if you offend me that I might say, hey, you know what? Like, actually, like, this word is better. Right. Or, um... <laughs> Right. Like, it's, it's the same hard. idea of like how you wouldn't ask a friend if they're sent, like, um, how smart are they in their class? Right. Are they reading, writing it? No, nobody would do that. That seems rude. It seems a little bit like. Well, also like kind of Nanya a None. little bit. You know, totally. Like, yeah. Like, it, so I think sometimes it's, it's an oddity effect where people, because it's different. I'm air quoting. Yes. We keep air quoting. (laughs) Is that people then want to understand it and they want to box it and put it into concepts that they previously understand. I think the point is you don't actually have a box for this. So instead of trying to fit sunflower or down syndrome or differently abled people into boxes you already know, you need a whole new box. You need a whole new box. You need a whole new box. And there's the exposure. There's the relationships. And then you can have that box. Right. But it's not, we don't put those words into the previously like ingrained sense of human. Because our society in general are still new as a whole to giving rights and yeah. acknowledgement to the yes. community of the differently abled. Yes. There's been so much that's happened in recent years and um, in the past decade, in the past 20, 30 years, that even shifts our eyes because we're actually allowing that community back into the community. Right. Like our eyes are being open and we're seeing how we've done wrong. Can you, I mean, that's crazy. America did things wrong. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, stop. (laughs) But we did, and we continue to, and that's what I think parents are all of a sudden shoved into being an advocate for their child, which is when they advocate for their child that is differently abled, they're really advocating for the whole community. Um, So that's why we have Sunny out. 
on social media and yeah. hopefully she'll become a self advocate one day if she wants to. And if not, cool. I will still be advocating yes. for that community. Um, I'm going to ask you another question. I'm going to ask you, tell me about what, um, what are your dreams for Sunny since we're just like, we're already in Sunny mode right now. Yes, like, what do you Sunny. want for Sunny? You said as a teenager, you're thinking about her maybe in the future as an advocate. Like what? Well, and I guess I should explain that because she already is an advocate. When she walks out the door, she has to explain herself sometimes, you know, through me. Or she just has to, I mean, she's just a walking person that has to always endure stares, like questions. Interesting. You know, conversations. Because it's all right there. When you have down syndrome or a diagnosis that is physically visible. yeah it's visible yes then people automatically feel the right to ask questions and ask whatever or look. or look or and i have to say most of it is positive um but we just get dumb questions but in those no questions are dumb i guess okay, so tell me a dumb, <laughs> yeah. dumb question i want to know i want to hear a dumb question and uh, well so we do get that one. Oh, she doesn't seem like she's that bad oh okay of down syndrome or we get... Mm. Oh, we, she oh, doesn't have the bad kind. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have the that bad kind. And what they mean is severe or non-severe. Um, or, you know, um, I remember getting this a lot when she was a baby. Oh, my gosh. She's such a cute baby for having Down syndrome. You know, for like, as if babies with Down syndrome are less cute. But I feel like it's that fear of like the... Def- the um, this is a negative word, but deformity. Like, I think when people think oh. about the differently abled, they think about the deformity. And that just is scary. That's a scary term. That's a scary thought. It's a little bit morbid. So, and as she continues to grow, she's a beautiful she little girl. And <laughs> that sometimes shocks people, you know? Like, oh, she's so pretty. Imagine what she would have looked like if she didn't have Down syndrome. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> oh, imagine... Sorry. Because she's gorgeous right now, and I don't even know what that means. Like, imagine if I didn't have... Like, I just keep... I always yes. compare it to, like, okay, would anybody say that to me? Imagine if I didn't have crazy, curly, big hair. Right. How much more beautiful would I be? Like, I just don't yeah, know. Like, but again, but they're trying to make sense of something they're that's trying so to outside make, yes. of their paradigm. So then it would feel like, oh, this is... This is... They're trying to accept what mm-hmm. Down syndrome is. Right. And that's, that's really what it comes down to, I think, when I get these dumb I'm like, you're trying to accept it, or you're trying to make sense of it, you're yeah. trying to make it okay, but it's already okay. Mm, ooh, you know? Yeah. It's like, already she's... She's already beautiful, she's already strong, she's already capable, she's like, she's and she's my daughter. And she's my daughter, she's a person, you know? So, yeah. it's those, like, kind of dumb questions, or I've, you know, I've been invited to a church before, because they are a church that's known for healing. Okay. Oh. So, you know, we've been a church that helped heal cancer and rid things and these are all diseases and stuff that she's talking to me about and I'm like well my daughter has down syndrome <gasps> it's um it's a chromosome thing this is like a thing that's knit into her and she doesn't need prayer thank you I'm at the DMV with this lady she's right behind me and we have to do this whole line for like another oh, hour long no. and I'm just like so mad that she would oh try God. to pray down syndrome away from Sunny, you know, or away from me. And I don't know where I sit with that. Like, I like I know when we all go to heaven, we're going to be restored. We are all going to be restored and yeah. made new, you know. So I know that we all have things that we need to be prayed for about. Sure. And But I know that Down syndrome is not one of them. Right. <laughs> you know, her attitude. Right. Sometimes Sunny has bad attitude. Yeah. That's Jesus about... take the wheel. Yes. yes. However... I'm going to need prayer yeah. on that. Yeah. But the Down syndrome part is not yeah. for us to pray away from, or mm-hmm. to pray mm-hmm. that away from her. I just think that's... I, I don't know. That sits wrong with me. And um, Yeah, those are some big ones. Okay, yeah. Or yeah. even... Oh, Downs kids. Yep. For some reason, abbreviating Down syndrome for me into Downs is annoying. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's careless. Yes. Maybe that's it what it says. It derogatory. Yeah. It feels like it's not respected. Right. So anything that's like Downs kid or I've gotten that a lot. Like, oh, Downs people are so happy. That's when everybody has heard. You even think it. And they are very fun. Sure. Um, but if you hang out with me and Sunny, she has all the emotions and you'll see it all yeah. <laughs> in an hour of hanging out with us. You'll see all of them. So I don't know. 
So what are you um, dreaming for her? Oh, yeah, dreams. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> My dreams for her is to um, do all the things that she wants to do, to expose her to the world, to travel, to have her eyes see as yeah. much of its beauty and differences in the world as yeah. possible. You know, um, if she wants to play soccer, we're going to play soccer. We have, you know, like, I just want to give her everything that I would want to give any child... I would want to experience. So we're going to, I think traveling the world is one of the big ones, whether that's small, like whether that's state to state, a different city. I just want for her and all my children to love all people, to love life and experience life. You know, um, I want her to overcome fears. I want her to have goals. And if those goals change, I want me and Andy want to be there to support her. We want, my dreams for my kids is that they always feel loved. They feel self-aware and self-love mm-hmm. and um, that they have relationship. Um, I try to steer away from the dreams as far as go to college, find a good job. Like I want those things for them, but my, I think something that has changed in me for after the passing of my brother right. is dreams that are true and lasting and that yes. can be attained. Right. And so my dreams for is that she knows she is loved, she is wanted, she has a relationship with Jesus Christ, and um, that she has self-love. Yes. Those are my dreams for her. And whatever else, positive is extra great, <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally. And I want her to have independence. Yes. And, and whatever way that looks like, for her, if she wants to move out, great. We're gonna, we're, she can move out. She wants to um, get married, great. We'll support her and we'll see how that goes and we'll be with her at the, her wedding day. You know, like yeah. all those things I think are possibilities and they yes. will come. And if she wants them, we're gonna go get them. Anything she wants, we're gonna be beside her. Right. I My love dreams. this. <laughs> it's, I'm hearing that and I'm thinking, like, I could have answered that question in a similar fashion, in the sense that you're not, ha- you don't have Down syndrome dreams for Sunny. You no. have dreams for Sunny. Dreams. Right? Personal yeah. dreams. Heart dreams. Yes. And that's like, when I, when I watch you parent or mother, like, I watch you, you're not like, oh, I, I need to parent Sunny differently because she has Down syndrome. You're like, no. Right. Like, here are the scooters. Please, let's go scooter. Right. Like, this is soccer. Right. And like, and this is discipline. And this is potty training. Yes. And this is that. Like, it's, like, even though... Sunny has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. She is first your daughter, yes, and first a part of the family. And as being a part of your family, here's what that culture looks like. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe because I'm a little bit tired <laughs> since I become a mom, <laughs> that I'm just not good at catering to everybody's different needs. No. So she gets lumped in. We all right. get lumped Isn't in, it? and we're moving on as a family. Wait. It's almost like another form of mainstreaming. It's yes. like, look, like, here we go. Like, here we go. And she everybody. leads the way because she is a charger. She does want to do that scooter. She does she want sure to. She sure does. Yeah. She wants to be on a team. and Also, she rips on that scooter. She does. She doesn't does. She, she so actually fast. is the one that got Rhodes to kind of be like, oh, I like wheel sports. Because, mm-hmm. Lord help me, I'm not on a wheel to say my, okay, a bike. I can yeah. do a bike. Andy was the skater, snowboarder, surfer. I'm not good at that. I like to keep my feet planted on the ground. (laughs) So I'm just not gifted, and she loves that. So go get them. Yeah, she's incredible. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. She is incredible. Mm -hmm. Tell me anything else. Maybe any resources for people. Oh, yes. Oh, because this is coming up. I know. Let's talk about it. So one of the really spectacular things about being a mother to a person who's differently abled, you get empowered a little bit. Like Mm. your eyes are open. You see that things need to change and you're like, Oh golly, I think I have to be the one to change it. Yeah. You know? So, um, that's really opened a door for Andy and I to be like, okay, how can we be a change in this space of continuing to push forward the, um, I don't know, the knowledge that being differently abled is not bad. It's yes. not negative. It's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It is just what it is. Mm-hmm. And we're going to support you. And anyway, so Dear Mom Conference was started by me and my friend Amy. And um, this one in particular um, is a conference geared just towards moms who are raising a person with Down syndrome. Okay. So 
um, the baby might still be in a mom's belly all the way up to a person who's in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 100 with Down syndrome. So this is just a mom raising a person with Down syndrome. And we, um, our speakers are all inspiring, um, educated parents themselves okay. or um, in relationship with people with Down syndrome. That okay. was important to us. Yes. So not this is not a conference that you would go to and get bogged down with the science and what's new and developed, but this is a conference you go to and to like give hope, inspiration, encouragement, relational. And, and relational. Um, so that's been um, truly amazing and it's been needed. Motherhood is hard. And anytime you put an extra spin into it, like raising a child that's differently abled, um, you need a lot of encouragement. You need other moms because doctors will let you down. Specialists will let you down. But other moms walking the same journey with you are going to be your greatest tool because their heart's in it. Yes. And they're talking about their children. There's just a different aspect right. about having mom-to-mom relationships. So that's Dear Mom Conference. Um, the Lucky Few Podcast is something that's awesome. I do with um, – I'm on that with two other moms – who are raising a child with Down syndrome, and we just talk about... That is a spot where we talk about the topics. Okay. The okay. topics of inclusion, what's going on. Hot topics. Hot topics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, that's truly amazing. So the Lucky Few podcast. Okay. Dear Mom Conference. And um, those are the involvements I'm in. Yes. But go on yes. social media and find someone who's differently able to follow. Yes. Get a peek into somebody's world that... Um, I don't know. That's different from you. Right. Even in race. Right? <laughs> all I the thought, differences. Yeah, Open all your differences. eyes. Yeah. We get to um, do that with social media. We do. So we do. And it's like, kind of cool. Yeah. And in like a, in a regular way. Right? In a regular in way. A regular and way. not just interior design <laughs> and like different things. Like stretch yourself. I yeah. always, I think that just is, can be a neat way to use social media. Yeah, it is. To stretch yourself. I dig it. Okay. What else? Anything else where you're like, okay, um, I want to say this about Sunny. I want to say this about Down syndrome. I want to say this about the, uh, about this month. Anything? Oh, um, let's see. Okay. I love that this is Down syndrome awareness month because, um, it's just another way for me and for other moms or other people who love a person with Down syndrome to step out and to be vocal mm-hmm. about why, um, these lives matter. Right. It's, you know? And it also feels super celebratory to me. Yes. Like when I, like, so for my friends that have children with Down syndrome, I'm watching them use their voices to speak out about Down syndrome, mm-hmm. which typically it's like, this is just our, this is just our family. This is our It's our family. Life. This is our regular right. life. This is us at the park. This is us when they're having a tantrum. tantrum, <laughs> tantrum all of the things, right? Yes. But then it's like, oh, thank you, actually. Because when I read this different information or I read about your birth story or I'm reading about this, I'm like, wow, this is so beautiful. I like yes. hearing more about what the behind the scenes information. Right. Yes. And it's it's humanizing, it's right. personalizing, it's informative. Yes. It it gives I think people that are on the outside looking in a way to further like have the right words. Yes. Know how definitely. to work like okay, so here's another one. How would how do you want people to approach any kids or adults when you guys are out in public at the park, at a restaurant, whatever? What's the best way? If you're gonna stare, smile. It's okay to look. Good, good. You know, I always I look if someone shows up and it's like you notice. It's okay to notice. It's okay to notice. So don't if you're gonna look, but be smile. positive. Yeah, smile like. so that if my daughter sees you noticing her, yes, it's friendly. Yeah, you know, and yes. but that goes for anybody. Yes, <laughs> don't right. stare anyone down right. negatively. You have to say this is part of the but advocating. This is yeah. specifically for my daughter Sunflower. If you notice her or a person. Other person with Down syndrome, greet with a smile. Notice and be friendly. Um, Always assume capability. So people with Down syndrome um, have usually uh, challenges in speaking. So like Sunflower, Mm -hmm. um, she's five. And verbally, though, um, if you wanted to age her, she's around two years old. Mm -hmm. And so that's verbally. Not cognitively. Good distinction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Verb. If someone is nonverbal, it does not mean that they are cognitively not smart right. or not capable right. of understanding. 
Because they have receptive language skills. Yes. Which is that she understands what you are saying. Is right. not always able to mimic the same vocal noises out. Because her tongue and her mouth have low muscle tone. Right. Be- and that's something that comes with having Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. So she knows everything you're saying, but verbally it can't. It She has to work extra hard to do that. And which she does speech therapy. Mm-hmm. We work on that. Yes. So this is a thing that she'll work on for probably her whole life she could get better with speech um so acknowledge her say hi what's your name and if i have to step in and be like this is sunny that's something that's easy it's not offensive it's i just like her to be acknowledged first as a five-year-old as a human as a little girl and assume capability um that's a good way yeah, um, if you are curious about the diagnosis more and you want to talk to me more about it, um, always being respectful, asking questions that you would, um, in a loving way, knowing that Sunny can hear and understands everything I'm saying. So even that happens with adoption, because Sunflower is adopted, and we are very open about adoption, um, I don't know, but I just wonder as we get older, like, would she want to always talk about that part so openly just at the grocery store in a two-minute conversation? Right, right. You know, and that's when these conversations come up. They do. In line. Mm-hmm. Oh, so is she adopted? And she's sitting right there. And, and I always answer positively, yes, and we love that part. But it does, you know, you go through your middle school years, your teenage years, you're mm-hmm. awkward. You don't want to yes. be stood out As, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Every other like life yeah so um I don't know just always being respectful respectful of everybody's personal story and whether they want to share or not I don't know how to explain that but you're right there so they're assuming because of her down syndrome that they can ask you a question over her head yeah it's like wait she's still right here in the same way that I'm not going to ask you a question about your child while they're standing right there right so accepting the fact that Sunny understands. Yes, she can hear, and she's <laughs> she cognitively, <has> <laughs> yeah. yes, um, receptive to all those things and yeah. has all the feelings. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Those are great, Mercedes. They're really good, I think, um, like, first steps for people to understand how they can start beginning to, like, bridge a relationship. Mm-hmm. Not not an experiment. A relationship. A relationship. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Not yeah. an experiment. A relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Sunflower. She's the best. She's the best. She's opened my eyes and her heart. And um, I know she's going to do that her whole life to a whole bunch of people that I don't even know. She did for the whole class. She did for the whole class. She did for the whole class. Oh, I love that. And what we're fighting for, it's inclusion is not granted to everyone. Right. So fighting for that for Yes. Because she's such a gift. Like she's such a gift. Mm-hmm. And these are her peers. These are the people. If we live in this city forever, these are going to be her neighbors. That's right. You know? That's right. Because you're almost advocating for her future as well. Where it's like for Sunny as an adult. For, you know, for... Yes. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it's, it's a life journey that we're on with her. And, I mean, the biggest fear that I have, and I know every time a parent gets a diagnosis, is how is the world going to treat my child? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. How is they going to yes. treat it? If they already treat me hard, everybody has felt hardship. Yes. Everybody has felt unwanted, unliked. And so when you get that diagnosis, you're like, if I have felt that and I have no, I guess, quote unquote issue right. that the world may have, how much more is my child? And you know, anything that happens to your child is like a dagger to your heart. You're kidding. But this is almost what I love because you're going in front of that and saying, this right. is the conversation. If you want to know how to talk about my child, listen to how we're talking about my child. Right. If you want to know how to, like, address my child, I just told you. Like, right. And so you can kind of get in front of that conversation for yes. her by Instagram, by hosting conferences, by, right. like, again, exposure, connection, re- relatability to say, right. hey, like, like, I want the world to love my daughter like this. And we're showing, we're building a community. Building a community. Yeah. That's going to show up for Sunflower the way that I want them to show up for Rhodes, the way that I want to show up for yes. Judah, the way that I want them to show up for Eden. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is an intentional community focused on what? Like diversity, inclusion, awareness, love, and good times. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So that's our mission. That is. That's we a need good to mission. write that down. High five. High five. <laughs> Mercedes. I love that. I just, I just love you. I'm oh, so glad that you're here. Thank you. Just to have this conversation. 
Thank you. I'm so honored to be here in the trailer at the beach (laughs) with you. I love your um, bravery and willingness to open up the the whole story backdrop, like dropping in real close on it, pulling back up. It's like it's it's beautiful. I respect what you're doing, like for Sunny, but like it's not just for Sunny. Like you're you're doing it in a way that is so beautiful, and I'm I just I'm so honored to get to be your friend. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for. letting me use my voice to, yeah. to reach oh yeah absolutely out farther yes that's the whole point mm-hmm. <laughs> Woohoo! yay <laughs> thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed what you heard if you are interested in beginning your own work in therapy or coaching, you can go to www.elisesnipes.com. Follow me on Instagram at Elise Snipes Collective, where I will be sharing more with you throughout the week. You can get in touch with me to suggest a topic for the show or to ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered. Or just say hi by emailing me at elise at elisesnipes.com. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.